This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Equity Mind! I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome and thank you for becoming an Equity Mate. If you're still getting up to speed with the basics, you can check out our Get Started Investing podcast. But let's crack on. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. We're bringing back one of our favorite favorite segments that we had to stop yes but we don't have to anymore and then we are launching a new segment towards the end of the show uncovered we'll get to that but before we do a couple of bits of housekeeping the listener equity mates listener survey has one day to go if you want to help us shape the direction of what segments we should bring back, what segments we should launch, new shows, new concepts, uh, this is your chance to shape the future of equity mates. Tell us what you think. Please go and fill it out. We've had over a thousand responses, but we're always looking for more. One day to go. Help us out, please. Link is in the show notes and by filling it out, you will automatically go in the draw to win $500 or FinFest tickets for 2023. So please take the 10 minutes to fill it out. We really do appreciate hearing from you. Ren, you alluded to uh, a segment that we're going to get stuck into and that is the EM portfolio. Yes, we're bringing back our portfolio. Yeah. We stopped it in mid to late 2020 when it became clear that we may have been brushing up against the guidelines of general advice yeah <laughs> and uh through throughout 2021 and 2022 we worked with ASIC to get a license which does give us the flexibility now to talk more freely about stocks yes in, now, a, in a regulated environment it is important to stress that nothing we talk about here is personal advice <laughs> no we don't know if this stock is suitable for your personal situation uh but we're keen to talk about stocks generally yes and if you are joining us for the first time and have no idea what we're talking about. The Equity Mates portfolio was a series that we did throughout 2020 where we compiled a 
a hypothetical portfolio of stocks that were just really interesting to Ren and I. We had community members pitching stocks. We had experts pitching stocks. And it was just a great way for us to track everyone's grand ideas to see how we went. We weren't actually buying anything, but it was just a way for us to uh, to track some pretty interesting ideas. Mm. Now, unfortunately, I don't think we can get listeners pitching stocks again. If you're a listener who has uh, AFSL, you can come on and pitch a stock. We can pitch it on uh, the community's behalf. Oh, yeah. Though. Slide into so, our DMs. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to send us a stock idea for us to uh, have a look into or perhaps even speak to a guest about, please do hit us up at contact at equitymates.com to throw a stock in the mix and we'll make sure we do it. But we're just going to bring this in in some of our Monday chats throughout 2023, throw up some ideas and uh, just generally track how they're going. I think uh, last year we spent a lot of time talking about our core portfolio. Yeah. So much so that someone on Reddit called us ATF mates. Fair. <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> take your leaps. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, the core portfolio stuff, I feel like I'm in a really good position with that. And if people uh, want to relive the journey that we went on to really sort out our core portfolio of ATFs, uh, that content's all available on the feed and on the Get Started Investing feed especially. But now what I'm really excited to do is to really get stuck into individual stocks, researching new companies, discovering what's out there and especially in an environment where the stock market was down last year. Uh, If you listen to the talking heads, they expect it to be down this year potentially, which means there's bargains to be had, which means there's opportunity. I missed out on 2008. I wasn't investing. I missed out on 2020. That big dip because it all happened so quickly and it rebounded so quickly as well. I don't want to miss out on 2023. (laughs) You've already missed it. It was last year. The market's ripped since Uh, September last year. You missed it. That's (laughs) not going to hold. You've missed it. (laughs) It already has come back down, bro. (laughs) You've missed the rip if you weren't in. The S&P 500 was up, what, 7% in January? Yeah. It's now only up 4% for the year. doesn't matter. What was it up since September last year? Uh, 9%, 10%. Yeah. And this is actually an interesting episode because we've just come off an interview with Charlie Viola, who, uh, which is going to be released this Thursday. And he, um, he's one of Australia's sort of top rated advisors. And uh, it was great to get his view on uh, how as young adults we can think about buying into the market and um, uh, particularly through times of volatility like this. He does talk about concentration of portfolios and um, it was a, a good sort of um, thought starter for us around how many um, sort of positions you should think about taking if you have small amounts of yeah, money. Yeah, but we're yeah. not going to adhere to that with the equity mates portfolio. <laughs> no. We're going we're gonna to... There'll be a lot of ideas flying around. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've just come off stock of the year. So I've got another one that I want to add to the mix for our portfolio, but... Company-wise? Yeah, company-wise. Another one implies that there's already one in there. That's true. Well, surely both of our stocks of the year go in there. Oh, yours could. (laughs) (laughs) Although, um, exciting news for me, really exciting news. Um, Someone hit us up, contact at equitymates.com, won't share their name, but they said they work in... Uh, Australian law enforcement, Mm -hmm. they do use Axom's Mm. uh, platform and they reckon it would would be almost impossible to switch because there's so much, um, you know, evidence obviously on there. He was saying how there's a platform for – the platform allows civilians to upload content. So if you have CCTV that you need to upload or you've got something on your phone, like the cops can let you upload that – 
there's all these different like upsells that they do throughout the process. Uh, it's just like, sounds like it's a pretty sticky platform. Yeah, well, let's just be clear here. A lot of the companies that you pitch are not bad companies. It's just turns out the year you pitch them, they don't, they don't go so well. Yeah, so... Tencent, great company. Yeah. IAC, Costas, great uh, company. Oh, cost me, but yeah. Uh, not so all. are we firstly going to say that... Um, put them in. Yeah, put them in. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to go in. So that then brings... Uh, off off air the start of this week I don't know how it came up but I started talking about Airbnb yeah you were like I want to put Airbnb in the portfolio I want to yeah well I just thought it was a I still think it's a great company full disclosure I am a shareholder of Airbnb same so we're both shareholders great Um, and I said I want to I want to throw it in and and you suggested that there was some commentary out there that I guess would uh, be on the contrary yeah so I want I want you because for context Airbnb had a bumper report yeah they uh announced their first annual profit and uh the i think they're what they're up 50 percent for the year or something yeah yeah so yeah you're stealing half of my pitch well hold yeah. on no, no no but the pitch <laughs> isn't based on the share price movement this year why not well because come on <laughs> you're better than that <laughs> uh so Airbnb uh, a lot on people's mind and but there is a undercurrent of dissatisfaction with airbnb at the moment so i reckon hit us with your um hit us with your pitch and then i've uh i've asked our producer sasha to clip some of that up and i want to get your reaction to it cool uh so ren the pitch is pretty simple for me and that is a it's been beaten down and it feels like it's a good opportunity. Mind you, I'm down on the stock. I think I bought, I bought it at its IPO or something, very close to it. So uh, I've been just averaging into it. Catching the falling knife. Catching the falling knife, yeah. So you're right. For the first time ever, they posted an annual profit, annual profit um, of about $1.9 billion. Now, just to give to pers- perspective on how their revenue has been growing, 2017, $2.5 billion in revenue, 2018, 3.6, 2019, 4.8. COVID hit, they dropped to 3.4. Then la- uh, 2021, they bounced for 5.9. And then last year, 2022, 8.4. So despite COVID, where they sort of had a significant hit, and I think they lost about $4.5 billion during that year, despite that, they have had uh, compound annual growth, revenue growth over the last five years of 27%. Not bad. You got you. You love to see those. Sort I do of, sort love of to see. Yeah. yeah. So great revenue growth. The stock was down forty eight percent last year. It is up fifty five percent this year. And we should remind everyone that if a stock falls forty eight percent, it needs to rise what ninety six percent. Yeah. To yeah, get yeah. back to long, even. long way to go. Yeah. Great horizon. <laughs> <laughs> great horizon. But for me, they uh, it's always been about their path to profitability. They very much seem like they are on that now. They lost $352 million last year, but they just posted a profit of 1.9. It's funny, like you, they don't do things in half measures, do they? Like a lot of these tech companies, it's like, you know, <laughs> we're trying to be profitable. We're trying to be profitable. Yeah. First year we're profitable, multi-billion dollar profit. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, 2022, I mean, it was COVID, but you're right. They went from a $4.5 billion loss to 352 million. If you take uh, COVID, out COVID, COVID, yeah, if you take out COVID and you look at their their numbers, revenue growing, loss each year getting less and less. So they were very much on their path to profitability. Yeah, yeah. It probably helps that they like a lot of other people probably had a round of layoffs and stuff. Like yeah. 2022 was 
Well, it's funny you say that. This year, though, they're hiring. They've come out and said, we are hiring. We need people coming on board, which is in total contrast to what you're seeing across the board in mm. tech. You're seeing some of the biggest tech companies around the world laying off thousands of staff and Airbnb are coming out and saying, we are going to hire at a judicious pace. But um, that was a quote. But what I, I mean, for me, it's quite simple. There's no, there's nothing crazy about this. There is pent up demand still from travel. We're seeing it in the airline industry. We're seeing it in the travel industry. People are getting back out. People are traveling to major cities around the world and Airbnb are still the number one brand when it comes to to this sort of short-term holiday rental. And they've had big success and also a concentrated effort, as you'd know from the ads that we've been doing on the show, Ren, over the last 12 months or so of getting more hosts onto the platform. The more hosts on the platform, the more options there are for guests. They've got a a much larger range now uh, of options for people. And it's a pretty simple equation for me. More people getting back out after travel and, uh, and more options for guests. The other thing that I think may play into Airbnb's hands is as we go into an environment where people are looking for additional income, it's not that hard to get up and list the spare bedroom in your house or list your property to get a bit of extra cash flow. So we may start to see that play out over the next 12 or 18 months as people look for additional income. But it's pretty simple for me, Ren. That I just think it's well positioned. It's if it can remain profitable, reinvest back into the business. People are out there traveling. Like it's it's not a it's not a complex equation. Oh, I completely agree with you that people are out there <laughs> and traveling. But this, then, yeah, this is where I think you've got a blind spot. What is it? So Airbnb's original proposition was we're going to be a cheaper, more hospitable and more like localized, integrated in the community experience than hotels. We're coming for the hotel industry. We're an asset light peer-to-peer model that's going to give people a better experience at a lower cost. Yeah. They are asset light still, obviously. That's that's not not the thing that I'm talking about. That's not going to change. And you're right that people are traveling, but have you considered this, Bryce? Look at the hotel stocks for 2023. Hilton up 15%, Accor up 26%, Hyatt up 27%, Marriott up 15%, Choice Hotels, which owns like the Comfort Inn and stuff like that, up 9%. Airbnb up 55%. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. (laughs) And do you want to know... So what? Do you want to know why the hotel stocks are doing well? Yeah, because people are getting out and about. It's because... (laughs) Airbnb bust nah. is the movement is afoot and I've got something to play for. I know what you're going to say. Next up, the battle over Airbnb fees. This week, the Wall Street Journal reported on the backlash against excessive cleaning fees and the chore list that some Airbnb owners insist people follow. Renting an Airbnb used to be a more affordable and many times roomier alternative to a hotel room, but now renters are saying that burdens like extensive lists of chores and also cleaning fees are making the service much less enticing. Airbnb hosts have been asking their guests, people who literally pay them to stay at their rental, to do more chores in addition to paying expensive cleaning fees. Uh, We know that you don't keep up with meme culture, but it's been a big meme over the past few months uh, about comparing the absolute simplicity and bliss 
of checking into a hotel with the nightmarish chore list with a cleaning fee that comes when you sign up, when you stay at an Airbnb, leading to the Airbnb bust movement. It's just squeaky wheel. (laughs) (laughs) It's just squeaky wheel. It's probably such a small percentage of the people that are using the platform. Where's the next time that the guy's golf trip is going to be checking into the Hilton? That's not going to happen. Well, I mean, (laughs) we're going to need to give ourselves pay rises first. That's just not going to happen. And I understand that and I get it. And I'm pretty sure you're going to have to uh, fact check me on this, but... Airbnb uh, have been doing stuff about this. They've changed some of the rules around the linen requirements. And I think they, they're they not going to be uh, deaf to this, you know what I mean? Mm. Like they're, they're going to – I mean, we've all felt it. We've seen the cleaning fees become ridiculous and those sorts of things. But I actually have no problem with the cleaning fee. I have a problem with the chore list. Yeah, fair. Like, yeah. Or give me a choice. Clean or chores. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, pay or do the chores. Yeah, fair. So I, I understand all of that. Is it enough to bring down Airbnb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. It's something that they need, they need to be aware of and I'm sure that they will address. But anyway, doesn't there's always risks with investments, does, Ren. Doesn't change your thesis at all? <laughs> doesn't change my thesis, no. I think, I think of the range of people that use Airbnb and the range of people that are making those complaints specifically then switching to hotels is probably quite small. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean I am still an Airbnb owner personally. I tend to agree because thinking about personally, as much as it that annoys me, I still start all of my ho- holiday searches with searching on Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Very sticky platform. So is it in <laughs> is it in or what? Yeah, I'm happy to put it in. I think um yeah. Nice. All right, it's in. It's the third stock on Equity Mate's portfolio because we've got both of our stock of the year in there. Uh, all you no, an Indian stock, two US stocks. Yeah, yeah. All with global footprints, though. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we've each got a, I guess, a list of contenders that could go into uh, the EM portfolio. That over the next few weeks or so, we'll uh, we'll dig into a bit more. Two that I want to bring to the table. One is an absolute specky and that is Latin resources, lithium. Are we doing speckies in this? (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, maybe. (laughs) Uh, One that I think I mentioned in stock of the year that I wouldn't mind getting in there just so I can keep track of it this year is Flutter. I just want to see how it goes. Tough to buy as a retail investor though. It is. Yeah, that's That's a fair point. I mean, it shouldn't stop us. This is all hypothetical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, if we weren't clear, we're not actually buying these stocks. No, we're not. Just tracking them. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll disclose if we own them, though. Yeah. Flutter and, and I'm going to throw another random one there. It's one of Japan's leading skincare companies, and we know Japan are big on skincare. It's called... Do we? Yeah. Shiseido. So think, I'm going to track that. Okay, nice. You haven't heard of like South South I, Korea and Japan being Brother, like, I, I, not only have I heard of South Korea, <laughs> I went to a South Korean mud festival oh, that so celebrates the mud that South Korea exports to beauty clinics around the go. world. So you have, and you I sh- broke my leg there. <laughs> but that is a story for another <laughs> that day. That is a story for another day. <laughs> All right, nice. No, so there, there are a few good names. A couple that I'll bring to the table. We're not putting in the portfolio, but just a theme that I've been thinking about or tracking there was this trope when amazon was running in the 2010s that it was never cheap amazon always trades at a 60 pe but it just kept 
growing, mm. and then investors would keep buying a sixty PE, mm. and you can never you can never buy Amazon at like a twenty PE. Probably can these days, but that was like a thing that did the rounds on investing podcasts uh, over the last decade. And there's probably a collection of stocks in Australia that you could give a similar label to, just like are never actually that cheap. And like the one that really stands out for me is REA Group. It's currently at a 45 PE and you just probably would, it'll it'll never, you wouldn't think it'll never be cheap. It's just like a really high quality business that just keeps on doing its thing. Yeah, And it's like, what are the next generation of just never cheap, high quality businesses? And three names that I have, two that aren't actually profitable yet. One that is Promedicus. Yeah. And then Ordinate. Oh, yeah. Which when we were doing Ausbiz, that got a lot of buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Since we stopped doing Ausbiz, it's pretty flat since we stopped doing Ausbiz. I was going to say we should have bought it. Uh, And then Zero, I think, will probably fall into that list as well. Yeah. So that's something that I'm thinking about. What are the, like, what are the super, just quality? Just give, like, what are those businesses? Nice. Yeah. Never cheap. Never cheap. Nice. Always quality. Always quality. All right. Well, <laughs> until they're not like Amazon was. <laughs> true. Nah, true. Amazon's still pretty good. So if you'd like to suggest some stocks for us to throw into the mix or have a chat with an expert about, please do hit us up at contact at equitymates.com. And uh, over 2023, we will continue adding to, refining and tracking some of the stocks that go into this portfolio. One other one that I should have mentioned, WiseTech. Oh, yeah. Never cheap. Never cheap. 98 PE. Jeez. (laughs) Good quality company though. Anyway, on the other side of this break, we are going to dive into another new concept that we're working on here at Equity Mates called Uncovered about the opportunities in the small cap market. But before we do, we're just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, welcome back. One quick reminder that if you are interested in upskilling and learning more about valuation and how to apply that to your investing journey, then Ren and I currently have $100 off our Value Investor Program, which was an online course that we developed in conjunction with Owen Raskovich from Rask Australia. Uh, It will take you through everything that you need to know about valuation. It is comprehensive, but simple to understand, digestible, jargon-free. There is a lot of good content in there to help you start building out models and understanding how to value a company. So if you're interested in that, uh, head to the link in the show notes. Uh, It is on sale now. You can use code MATES at checkout for $100 off. Link will be in the show notes. All right, Bryce, let's get into this. Uh, We're talking uncovered which is a new concept that 
We've been kicking around for a while behind the scenes, but uh, we're excited to get it off the ground. Mm. And the concept is quite simple. That There's a lot of companies that get a lot of analyst and media coverage. The top end of the market is covered by all the major brokers, all the major investment banks, and the media focuses on them as well. We've all heard of these companies and, you know, you get it. It's covered. Too I don't much. need to keep explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a whole massive chunk of the market. The majority of the market remains uncovered. Yes. Investment banking analysts don't cover the stocks. Brokers don't write broker reports on the stocks. And the media don't pay attention to them either. And we want to uncover the uncovered. Yeah. So the purpose of this series, which uh, you'll find in our email every Monday, we send out an email and in some of those, we're going to be highlighting some of these companies. So make sure you sign up to that. And on our website. And on our website, you will find an uncovered section to uh, see the write-up that we do in these companies. But what we're going to be doing is finding some interesting small cap companies and really doing nothing more than just having a look at the story and what they do. Yep. We're not here to say if it's a good investment or a bad investment. We're going to allow you guys to make that decision, but it's just a stepping stone for you to find information on interesting companies. Far too often, Ren and I are trying to find a nice list or database of the interesting companies at the small end of the market. And there's often not a lot of good quality information out there. Yeah. Well, I actually think every company is interesting. Like every company, even the speckiest of specky companies has collected money, has convinced people to invest in it or banks to fund it, to loan it money, and has collected a group of people who could all be doing other things to pursue whatever it is. I think every company is has an interesting story and most of them aren't told. And I love learning about companies that mm. I just haven't heard of before. So I think we're going to be talking about a lot of companies that a lot of people haven't heard of before. And we started with one that I certainly didn't know anything about, Abalone. The company's not Abalone. Well, no, that Abalone is a seafood. Price. Yes, Abalone <laughs> is a seafood. So but the first, I was saying I don't know anything about Abalone. <laughs> the first company in the Uncovered series is Rare Foods Australia. The ticker is RFA and it is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange with a market cap of only $14.5 million. Yes. It is a tiny company. So have you had Abalone before? I think I've had it once. Okay. Yeah, once. Fair Have enough. you? Well, I, I actually wonder if I'd be allergic to it. You're allergic to shellfish. Shellfish. So I can't I can't eat lobster, crab, prawns, Oyster? that's a killer. Oysters I'm okay with. I feel like oyster is more aligned with abalone yeah. than it is. Well, are oysters mollusks? Oh, mate, you're, ask, oh, you're asking the wrong where's person. Chat, where's chat GPT when you need it? <laughs> are oysters mollusks? You're asking the wrong person. Oysters, I think, are mollusks, not okay, shells. So you're you're in the clear and you're probably in the clear with rare food. So let's talk about this company. Let's talk about so it. So the company until last year was called Ocean Grown Abalone. Pretty simple name. It says what it does on the tin. <laughs> yes. Now it's called Rare Foods Australia and that's because they're looking to expand into new business areas. We'll get to that. But its key business is farming abalone in its world first sea ranch. Yeah. Hotel for Abalone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's an artific- they build artificial reefs and then they um, grow the abalone on these reefs and it's literally like divers going down, checking on them. Um, takes about two to three years for them to grow to sellable size and then they s- 
sell them all around the world. Majority of abalone is consumed in Asia. Mm. About three quarters of rare foods abalone goes to Asia mm. and I think a lot of it goes to Hong Kong and China. Mm. But I didn't realise that it was such a valuable seafood. Yeah. And so as part of this uncovered write-up, I actually had a look at what's the most expensive seafood. Well, I would have said caviar. That's number two. Yeah. Bluefin tuna. There you go. Number one. Abalone number six. Um, lobster 10. There you go. Yeah. Baby eel coming in on the podium finish. Number yeah, three. Yeah, that is surprising. Can't say I've had... Oh, no, I wouldn't have had baby eel before. It's highly sought after Ren making it one of the most expensive for people wanting to purchase premium variety of abalone. And this is going to really... Uh, test those people that are in the abalone market, such as the green lip or black lip abalone. Mm. <laughs> You're looking at about $100 a kilo. Wild abalone, as opposed to the farmed abalone that we are speaking about here, can reach prices of up to $500 a kilo. Rare foods actually sell both now. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Anyway, uh, long story. You will get into it in the article. <laughs> um, massive industry in abalone crime. Yeah, abalone mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> South Africa, a big abalone producer, produces about 5,000 tonnes of abalone a year. Uh, according to uh, South African authorities, nearly half of that 5,000 tonnes is poached. Poached abalone. Yeah. Not, it- not cooked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like stolen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, my abalone's been cooked. <laughs> um, estimates put the South African illegal abalone trade at between US 60 and $120 million. A lot of that goes to China and Hong Kong um, because that's where a lot of it is eaten. But don't assume that abalone crime is a purely South African problem. Didn't expect to hear that sentence on Equity Mates, <laughs> <No>. did you? <laughs> uh, the Australian Institute of Criminology estimates that one of Australia's most well-known abalone poachers makes more than a million dollars a year. Wow. That's not, yeah, okay. Oh, you were about to say that's not a lot of money. Well, I feel like for the effort that it go, you'd go to to poach abalone, I, th- I think it's quite a difficult task to rip these little suckers off the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've tried. <laughs> anyway, why is it so valuable? Supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, n- namely, it's uh, ab- wild abalone is close to going extinct. Uh, I think there's like six different types of it that are on the international union for the conservation of nature uh their endangered or critically endangered list governments around the world including here in australia police overfishing and that's why farming has become the the way that most abalone is produced yeah and a lot of the demand comes from china because abalone is associated with power and wealth yeah right well that brings us to rare foods australia who as you said have set up the sea ranch or a massive, uh, I guess, artificial reef for farming abalone. So they have 5,000 separate concrete abalone habitat units um, hosting up to 400 abalone each. Uh, they're about 300 kilometres south of Perth in a place called Augusta uh, in, over in Western Australia. And they let these abalone grow for about two to three years before they reach an appropriate size uh, rip them off, sell them to market, and the process starts again. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. That's about it. So in the in the write up, we uh, did a we're going to do a section uh, for every uncovered the numbers that matter. We talk about uh, we pulled some data from Ticker, talked about their 
um, their revenue numbers and, and looked at how much they were harvesting and looking at what they were selling per kilo. So you can have a look um, in the write-up. We'll include the link in the show notes or you can just go to equitymates.com. Um, but yeah, as we said, Bryce, even these small companies that don't get much coverage – fascinating stories and before we just close out on that uh you did say that they've changed their name to rare foods what is the reason from ocean farmed abalone well they are now doing something uh ocean cellaring wine okay so i think there was a ship that sunk uh and there was a whole bunch of champagne that was discovered recently on a ship that sunk ages ago and i think it was in really good nick like really good condition. Okay. And so now a few companies have started cellaring different types of wine on the ocean floor. So ocean-grown abalone, reali- realizing they had a competitive advantage in diving and putting things and managing things underwater, decided we're going to get into this as well. And they partnered with a number of vineyards in the Margaret River region and are ocean cellaring their wine. Wow. Yeah. So they're moving it more into how they can play in the really rare, weird food space, not just abalone or... Or just like what other uh, stuff can we put on the ocean ocean? floor? (laughs) 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 I don't know know if it makes the wine better, to be honest. They'll have to send us a little... Yeah, well, maybe we can reach out to them, ask them if they can send us some tasting notes. But if you're interested to find out more about Rare Foods Australia in a bit more detail, you can head to our website, equitymates.com, and you'll find a proper write-up there. Similarly, make sure you're subscribed to our Thought Starters that goes out every Monday, and we will be doing more episodes of Uncovered uh, throughout 2023. Ren, you did mention Ticker there, which is our favourite data source, T-I-K-R, for information on global stocks. It's, it's an amazing resource. They are giving the Equity Mates community now actually 15% off an annual membership. If you use the code MATES15 and head to ticker.com slash equitymates, we'll put a link in the show notes. But it is well worth it, mm. absolutely well worth it. So, Bryce, uh, a second company that we've had a look at for our Uncovered series is a company called Unith, uh, ASX ticket UNT. Now, this was actually suggested on our Facebook group and a couple of the guys in the office have been uh, – quite big fans of it and I think this is a it's a very interesting use case okay it's a company that illustrates something quite important when we're talking about small caps and micro caps yes because when a company is uncovered and there's not a lot of attention on it misinformation can be rife and there was misinformation <laughs> flowing around the, <laughs> the equity mates office as two of our team members, we won't name and shame them. Um, well, we can. Okay. <laughs> Alf and Darcy <laughs> were very, getting very excited about this company because they were telling us it was going to create, it was going to use AI to create uh, virtual chatbots of celebrities. Okay, and like so, deep, deep fake stuff? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So it's like you want to speak to your favourite celebrity, you want to speak to Snoop Dogg, you want to speak to George Washington, you want to speak to... Someone. Nat, insert celebrity. celebrity here. Yeah. You want to talk to Bryce Lesky. Nice. Unith will... They'll be creating celebrity chatbots that you can speak to. Now, Alf and Darcy weren't too far off the mark... But they were off the mark. Okay. There's no celebrity angle to this. Okay, At nice. least as far as I could tell. <laughs> okay, nice. Based on our due diligence. So what Unith are doing, are uh, they're creating virtual chatbots. 
rather than the pop-up popping up on the bottom right-hand corner of your screen when you're on a website and you know, you're know typing yeah. to someone or like a sales lead capture form for sales where it's just that you put your details in and then someone will be in t- touch with you or like employee onboarding where you just, you're doing a course and you're like ticking boxes. Those sort of use cases, they see a world where their virtual AI will actually be talking to the potential lead or the new employee and answering their questions and talking to them and having a conversation just with them. Just on the lappy. Or desktop. Yeah. Or phone even. Yeah. No no, no hologram vibe yet. Well, that might be on their roadmap, but I don't think that technology <laughs> exists yet. That's their play. Okay. And have they rolled anything out? They have. And I don't know how this is going to translate over over audio, but uh, we included a video that they produced for Valentine's Day this year. So pretty recent. We included it in the write-up so you can watch it there. But Bryce, I'll let you watch it and I want to get your reaction and people can listen to the chatbot and tell, you tell me what you think. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm in a digital world and I've found you. In business or entertainment, converse in real time. With any head, in any language, we can even rhyme. Happy Valentine's Day from us all here at Unith. I mean, it's okay. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It's isn't pretty it? weird. Yeah, the the visualizations uh, aren't quite there for me. In the write up, we spoke about the uncanny valley, and yep. I think this is the really interesting conversation in a point in a with a company like this. And for people unfamiliar, the uncanny valley is uh, when something doesn't look human at all. Humans are very comfortable with it. So a robot that looks like a Roomba, we're all fine. Good. But as a uh, robot gets more and more human looking, we get quite uncomfortable with it uh, and that's the uncanny valley that you've got to cross and then when something looks like a human, then we're comfortable with it again. And I think these guys are right in the middle of traversing the uncanny valley. Yeah, It looks quite human but not quite human. Not human enough. Yeah. Yeah. The lips didn't sync with the audio. That for me is a... No deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Ren, I guess the question from this is where to for Unith? And given what's going on in the AI landscape at the moment and Microsoft investing billions in chat GPT, it feels like this is a that's a play for them. Gets snapped up by one of these larger tech companies. I don't even know. If, like, I if I was Microsoft... So, to be clear, these guys plug into chat GPT or GPT, GPT-3. Oh, right. Yeah. What have they been doing prior to all of GPT? It's like doing Wizard it of Oz where someone's behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what you're going to uh, say, I imagine, is that Microsoft can just do it themselves. Well, I think it's worth noting that Microsoft have a massive video game division mm. where they create very beautiful games yeah. and well-designed games. It feels like it's something Microsoft could do. Yeah. feels like it's something Alphabet could do. But, I mean, that's that's the beauty of business. If Unith can do it better or if they can sell better, focus on this one little niche application rather than Microsoft and Google trying to do like Bing Bot and whatever that Google are going to do with Bard for search, you know, maybe they're not going to focus on this use case of chatbots mm. and then a smaller company can. Love to see an Australian do it. Based on your reaction earlier... They got their work. They've got a lot of work ahead of them. But (laughs) But again, this is interesting. Like these are the companies that no one else 
He's yes, covering. you're right. Yeah. And that is uh, a great way to kick off Uncovered uh, here at Equity Mates. Rare Foods Australia and Unith. Both write-ups are available on the website. So head over there if you would like to find out more detail about each of those companies. And we will continue to uh, uncover small caps here in Australia and from around the world yeah. uh, on, on this podcast. And we want, we're not going to talk about all of the ones that we write up on the podcast. So we'll share them on our socials and we'll publish them on the website the main, and also via email with thought, our Thought Starters mailing list. That's so, it. Yeah. All right. Well, don't forget the RAS courses. There's $100 off and ticker 15% off if you want an annual membership. Deals everywhere. So much equity, going on. At Equity Mates. <laughs> it's great. Show notes. Uh, sorry, links will be in show notes. Codes will be in show notes. It'll be a long show notes today. And one more thing. If you could leave oh us a five-star <laughs> review, hitting uh, that would be really, really appreciated. Leave us a review uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. It does help us. Uh, get in front of new equity mates on the charts. So we would really appreciate it. But Ren, as always, it's and great. And just to- one more. Th- no. <laughs> no. But Ren, it's great to chat stocks. As always, uh, Charlie Viola on Thursday. Awesome interview. Yeah. And we will be back with equity mates chat next Monday. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.